and I have lost all my ethos uh, and credibility, as I would have read in the book that I've been reading. Thank you for arguing. Oh, that's, that's good. I know. We'll cut it out. <laughs> that's how we reestablish our, our ethos and credibility. <laughs> Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Crisis of Culture. This is Clint. And this is Steve. And for the first time ever, I am at Steve's place. That is true. Uh, this is the first time you've, I think I've actually ever been to my new apartment. Yeah. Um, and the, the first, first time I've been to this part of the city. Really? Yeah. Welcome to Memorial. I never come over here. Well, well, it's here. <laughs> For those of you who want to know where I live, too bad because I don't want you stalking me. Yeah, that'd be weird. If you know me personally, I'll give you my address. But if you're some random person from India or Canada, because we have listeners from there. Yeah. And or Poland. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Um, Any of those places. Yeah, and you're a dangerous human being, which we assume that all of our listeners are not. Of course not. Because you're the best listeners of any podcast of all time ever. <laughs> Speaking of which, right. we have some news. Yeah. Oh, we're getting straight into that. Yeah. Okay. So I just broke the news to Steve, and actually I haven't even told Gordon this yet because it just happened last night, but thanks to all of you. We have officially set the new record for most listens to the Christian culture of all time. So clap, clap, clap. Thank you, guys. This is good news. Um, it makes me feel like I really have a podcast. Yeah, and not only that, you guys didn't even just pass the record. Oh, really? You are kind of soaring past the record. So hopefully we can keep that up. One cool thing that's happened, and I think this is a big part of it, is you guys have really been sharing with that's your awesome. friends. Uh, so we have seen a huge increase in followings. Yeah. So well. in all honesty, all joking aside, at least for me, it's very humbling um, that you guys appreciate what we do here mm-hmm. um, as much as you do. And we hope that we can live up to y'all's expectations and continue to put out good content. Yeah. Speaking of content, is there anything you've been listening to, watching, reading, anything of the sort? Yes. So I have been, I just finished a book. Do you remember... I've referenced this before, but a really, really bad book that I told you I was reading just because I wanted to finish it. It was on my Kindle. Well, I finished that book. I forget what the name of it was. It was like Sovereign Stone or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about it. Yeah, so I finished that book, and then I got to the end, and it had the sequel for free. So I just finished the sequel. <laughs> so you know it's a good book when they're like, please <laughs> read the second one. Yeah, so I finished the second one, though, and it didn't have a free for the third book, which... Mm. It's good because I probably would have read it anyways. Uh, <laughs> so I finished that one, and then I'm actually working on Dante's Inferno right now. So. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Too bad you don't live in this area. 
Why? So there is a Houston Catholic Young Adults group. Probably a few of them. Well, yeah, but no, this one's actually called Houston Catholic Young Adults. Oh, wow. It is partially, at least partially run, if not completely run, by one of my coworkers and I think her husband. Um, Does she listen? Veronica, do you listen? Veronica, let us know if you listen or if anyone from that young adult group listens. Uh, let us know. Let us know. But right now they're working through the uh, Divine Comedy. Oh, okay. So they just finished Inferno and they like meet every Sunday at Our Lady of Walsingham and kind of like discuss the chapters for that little bit. Cool. And they like send out an email. I haven't been yet. Part of that's because I, they were like toward the end of Inferno and then I was like, well, if I don't want to read like the other ones if i haven't read inferno like i want to read all three but Mm -hmm. anyway my point is if you read fast enough you could catch up and then come join us on sundays (laughs) that's a it's a pretty big drive but i'm not i'm not gonna lie i think i like talking about it more than i enjoy reading it really if that makes sense so it might be worth the drive (laughs) you'd Uh, really like david I really like David. A different David than the David yes. that we've Yes, so both... David is Veronica's husband. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know if he's a listener. He's awesome. You should be, David, if you're not. Yeah, you he's like... hear me if yeah. you're not. No, so there. he's like this dude. You'd love him. So he's like this dude, like super Catholic, like loves talking philosophy and theology. Nice. Like his ideal times, like hanging out, like talking that stuff. And he's in the Krav Maga and fighting and like just like... Sounds a lot like me. Kind of like, yeah, Hold our on. breed of people. Does he like Tolkien? I yeah probably okay probably that's good yeah, yeah so I like him already yeah so he's a good guy cool but yeah so I've I've been reading a little bit because uh, I have I have this Goodreads account do you know what Goodreads is I've heard of it but I don't use it it's like a, a website for books basically reviews and stuff and you can like make wish lists for books and like keep track of the books you've read are they like audio book or not audio um like online like digital books. Uh, they give away books sometimes, oh, but really? it's more of just like a database. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's not like actual books on there. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then one thing that it does that I really enjoy is it gives you a reading challenge. Hmm. Like set a goal for yourself. And it keeps telling me that I'm behind on my challenge for the year. So I'm trying to. There's probably like 8,000 books. No, I only set like 30 or something for this year. So. Still a lot of books. Yeah. Not enough, but it's, uh. It's a good start. So I need to catch up. So so for any single Catholic on. ladies out there looking for a learned man, Clint is available. I like to read. That's true. And actually, can on a book for a upcoming podcast too. So, and yeah, the person who requested it, you know who you are, and I am working on it. So be patient with me. It'll be coming mm, soon. I'm so interested. It's on the list. You can see it online, but I'm going to keep it a secret for now. Do I have access to the online? Yeah. Oh, okay. So what have you been taking in, Steve? It's a good question. So actually what's interesting, I have been reading a book for work. Uh, my whole office is reading. It seems a, like a lot of the books you read are for work. That's kind of cool. Yeah. They're kind of into that, which is nice. nice. But um, one of the books that I'm reading for work is the whole office is into it. We do a summer book. What's reading. the name of the book? The whole office no. is into it. No, no, no. But we, because the whole <laughs> office reads. Well, not everyone, but like, it's open to the whole office to come in for this book discussion. Um, and it's a book, um, called "Thank You for Arguing," and it's almost like Aristotle's rhetoric, made modern. Okay. So uh, do you know who the author is? Um, I, th- I think his last name is Heinrich. Heinrich. 
think it might be like Steve Heinrich or something. Very German. Yeah. Um, But basically, it he's he's very funny. Um, I don't always agree with his like personal beliefs. In terms of like, I'm pretty sure he's very pro-choice, which is ironic because we're a pro-life organization. But but, but thank him for arguing. Yes. Yeah, and as long so as it's done in a, a right way. Yeah, and so he he talks a lot about rhetoric and how to be persuasive, and um, we just read about logical fallacies, and like that rhetoric is, is a really interesting um, thing because it's it's different than logic, because yeah. logic yeah, is sure. like there's no real perfect place for logic because in a debate you're trying to sway not necessarily even the other person, but the audience watching. And, like, you can throw in a logical fallacy, and as long as you're not called on it, like, that's perfectly fine in rhetoric and probably preferred because you're trying to, like, convince people of well, things. Depending on who the, who the audience is. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. So we've been reading that, um, and that's been really good because I think, like, it helps you think in other words. And I like philosophy, and so, like, it's... I haven't really thought about that kind of stuff since my philosophical logic classes, you know? I actually... I was really excited. Uh, I think it was April or May. We got to teach some of this, some logic and mm. and uh, like different fallacies and stuff like that to yeah. to our upperclassmen in our ministry, which was a lot of fun. So we went through like argumentative styles and a little bit of philosophy, like mm-hmm. base level one hundred and one. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I that stuff. and that and that being able to recognize logical fallacies is a really good defense. Yeah, yeah, um, against terrible logic. Um, which, which is everywhere. Yeah, which is pretty much everything in politics uses a logical fallacy. And social media a mm-hmm. lot of times. Yeah, it's pretty much life. Yeah, life is illogical. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, you sound like an existentialist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That, that was a joke. Was a joke. Yeah. Uh, I think that they get our humor by now. But anyway, other than that, um, I went and saw a movie last night with some friends. Yeah. And I went and saw... Skyscraper, starring The Rock. Well, Dwayne Johnson, not Peter. Yeah, not Peter. Um, I just really wanted to make that joke. Yes. I hope you guys laughed. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll feel sad. Um, but yeah, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, starred in Skyscraper. And I, I watched it, and it is like Cody would love it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it's just all action. I saw the trailer, and I'm like, this might be interesting. Because it seemed like there was a little bit of a story with his relationship with his family from the trailer. But I'm like, this is definitely a Cody movie. And yeah, I it's like, like say that about a lot of movies. But yeah, like it, it's a movie that like has a little like has a plot, but you know it doesn't let the plot get in the way of the movie. Right, the explosions. Yeah, and, yeah, it, yeah. It, it like it doesn't like the plot can't get in the way of the action. Um, but but it is there. But there are some good themes, and I remember watching it, and I was like, at first I had thought, gosh, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about with this movie. And I expressed this to my two friends that I went to see the movie with because I was like, I really want to do a podcast on this movie because it just came out. I just watched it. It seems like it'd be perfect. How new is it? Like, is this like brand? It's still in theaters. Like, did this come out this week? No, I don't know when it came out. I think it's been out a little bit, but it's still in theaters. So it's relatively new-ish. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Um, And actually, there's a lot of good movies I want to see out in theaters right now but but now they're here we're poor and you travel a lot so yeah but anyway as i was saying one of the first themes that sort of show up 
is like this love of the father, right? So the premise of the movie is that there's this like skyscraper that's the tallest building in the world by a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like state of the art and like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character is like ex FBI and he got injured. He like blew his leg off um, yeah. because he like handled a hostage situation poorly. You see that in the trailer mm-hmm. a little bit. So his family gets to live in this, the residential area, which isn't open, and he gets to run the, he gets to run sort of the security a little bit of, like, making sure that, like, everything is good. Like, he runs the diagnostics, and the only thing he has to do is check the off-site facility. He goes to the off-site facility, they steal the, like, this iPad, and they turn off, they, like, set fire to one of the floors and, like, turn off the ability for, like, the fire suppression system. Mm. And basically they're trying to destroy this building. Mm-hmm. And he goes, pretty much the whole movie is him, like, risking life and remaining limbs <laughs> um, to save his family. Nice. Um, which leads to some really interesting things. But really, I mean, it shows the love of this man for his family, right? I mean, he, like, does some ridiculous stunts yeah, using in, a lot of duct tape. In the in the trailer, the kind of cliffhanger of the trailer is him jumping off of like a different building. It's it's, it's a the, crane. Oh, it's a crane. Yeah. Okay, onto this building, mm-hmm. supposedly to save his family. Or yeah. yep, absolutely. Um, and then there's times where he's like has to crawl like outside to get places, um, and he'll like wrap himself in duct tape, like wrap his hands in duct tape and try to like stick as he like shimmies his way with his hands like sticking with duct tape. How much do you think they had to pay for advertising? For duct tape? For duct tape. Oh my gosh. Duct tape is a huge part. Um, so he's like he's like <laughs> fixing a wound that he suffers. And he's like puts like, he like removes this shard of glass, puts on um, a cloth, and then wraps it in duct tape. And he has this line that the duct tape industry must have loved. And he says, and I, I thought of Cody when this line came out. I was like, this is a line Cody would think was the coolest. He's going to love how many times we're mentioning his name. I know. And so he, he's wrapping it and he goes, if you can't fix it with duct tape, Use more duct tape. <laughs> and I was like, for whatever reason, I was like, Cody will love that line. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, it was very duct tape oriented. But there was this love of the father um, to where he really stopped caring about himself. And there's one point where he has to do something that even he doesn't want to have to do because these terrorists basically have his his daughter. Um, and he, this is when he like goes out of the building and he's like, could possibly die um in trying to access this like safe bunker where the the guy who owns the building it like locked himself away Mm -hmm. to try to get this like thing which you don't really know what it is but you know the bad guys are trying to get that like the whole reason they burned the building was to get this one like object and so he tries to do it and they're like we'll throw your daughter off the roof if you don't and so he like almost sacrifices his life to try to save his daughter like this whole thing is him trying to save his daughter and save his family um and i think for me and i don't know what you have to add but like i really think that shows the the love of god the father who it's a little different because it's our sin you know and our choosing sin but that he's constantly acting to save us despite ourselves Mm. um and our ransom to sin that um, we will continuously put ourselves in peril, and yet he, throughout all of Scripture, and you see finalized in Christ, and even in our lives, through the sacraments, like, it's constantly offering mercy and constantly reaching out and constantly trying to bring us back into the fold. 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like like this sacrificial, sacrificial love, literally going to jump off a building for mm-hmm. her. But I'm I'm really curious, and maybe mm-hmm. if I'm jumping mm-hmm. ahead too much, wh- what can you tell me about this owner of the building? Yeah, so because that seems like an interesting dynamic, and I feel like he plays he's got to play something into this. Yeah, yeah. Family relationship role. Yeah, so it's really interesting. So he's like this tech guy, and the whole point, like, so the whole point the bad guy points out in the very beginning of the movie, and you see it, is he sits there and he's like, you know, he mentions something like, let's see what he has to do about his beloved building, which you don't think much of until later on, like, the main bad guy. So, like, one of the main bad guys kind of, like, brings out, and he, he has this line when he's like, getting Dwayne Johnson to like do what he wants mm-hmm. is he says um, people he was basically saying people can be easily manipulated you just have to know what they love when mm-hmm. he's like as for like the guy who owns the building he's like he loves this building so they want this like it's basically a data file um, but they want that so they know if they take the building hostage if they destroy the building they can get to it Sure. Because he loves the building. Well, they recognize that he, this uh, that Dwayne Johnson's character loves his family. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we'll just, like, there's like a point where like, oh, he's back in the building. This is perfect. He's the one who can get in this room. And they were like, let's go find him. And they're like, we don't need to find him. We know what he loves. Yes. Yeah. I think that's something mm-hmm. that I'm really interested in right mm-hmm. there. So we actually just came off of a retreat, the mm-hmm. last retreat of our year. And it's our Theology of the Body retreat, mm-hmm. right? And I think one thing I was talking about just with some of the teens is the failure of our word in English, love. Not love itself, but the word that we have for it. Um, you, you know that I'm a huge fan of etymology like these. I love to understand different languages. I love to understand the roots of where these words come from. And I really like how a lot of times in Theology of the Body, we go back to the Greek words that were used in mm-hmm. Scripture. And to me, this different dynamic, I almost see this building owner and the Rock's character as kind of, in a way, comparative opposites, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, where this one loves this object above all else does does that guy have a family do they ever talk about they don't really ever talk about it no and like the whole part is you know eventually he decides and i think it's interesting because he eventually decides like okay i just got to get off the building and i'll rebuild you know and he recognizes that that he'll just rebuild yeah Um, so i think this goes back to a lot of like previous episodes we've done on like our identity being put in mm-hmm. an item rather than in a relationship specifically the relationship of us with god the father mm-hmm. but we see the rocks character is investing himself in this love that is relational mm-hmm. we say that in order for love to truly exist it has to be a community you know someone has to receive the love and yeah. someone has to give the love you can't really have that with an object. And so in in a way, that's it's not really love. It's something different. Right. And so I really like the dynamic between those two characters, this 
guy who is trying to love this item and you say that like they identify that is the thing that in the world that he loves most was well, is the building is the building yeah right and yet there's no mention of family or friends or any mm-hmm. relations and actually um the most i mean basically the reason that this all happens is because there are so many people that betray him mm-hmm. like all of his like security people are all like betray him um because they're all like these evil people that are like trying to get on the inside right and the only like character who like ever the only characters that are loyal to him are Dwayne's character and his chief of security. Ironically. Um, ironically. Like, his personal, like, ser- like bodyguard. But you find out that, like, this investment banker guy who's there and is like, we need to leave because, like, we need to leave because this building's on fire and we need to get to safety. You find out later he only wanted that so that, because the evil characters only care about this data file right that they wanted him to go get the data file and then they would kill him take it and then fly off Mm -hmm. um and that's like one of the things but yeah it's it's interesting yes i I, kind of just sum it up a little bit i think it really just comes down to relationships Mm -hmm. you know and you said it all came from these failed relationships where there wasn't this trust there wasn't this honesty and there quite frankly there doesn't seem like there is real love between those people mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. whether it just be like a brotherly love or like a yeah i mean love. it was it was it was a love of money yeah over anything and, right? and i feel like that's where no pun intended like the the building falls yeah um there, there was definitely pun intended there. I, I i caught that that was really bad but it's okay run with it <laughs> i'll laugh um <laughs> so Okay, another thing that I want to get up, and I think that tying in relationships um, and love specifically, you, you know, you always talk about like faith, hope, and love. And I really think that those are all very more tied together than we always like give credit for. Yeah. Like those, those virtues. That when you love somebody, you have like faith in them, and then you can like hope in their promises, mm. right? Which is why love is the greatest because like if you don't have love, then it's hard to have the faith or the hope. Right. Um, and that's why faith is so important. I mean, that's like why sometimes ha- like actually having the hope, right? Like mm. when you're like, when you have like, you know, all things work together for the good of those who love God. Why that's so hard to believe sometimes is because hope I think is sometimes the hardest because it almost necessitates you having this love and this faith, right? that that you love this faithful person and you hope in their promises right right um and there's a character that i think is the perfect um opposite actually of Dwayne's character oh okay like really really and, that, and i think that yeah but but he has a really good friend that he had from his his days in in the fbi in the fbi who was also injured and like part of his face is burned from the same incident or mm-hmm. okay same incident um, he has like scars on his neck. So we already have this tie mm-hmm. that's supposed to draw the two of them together. And so yeah, so the point is they go and this guy gets him the job at the tower, like as the chief guy. Okay. And he was like, Man, he's like, I really appreciate what you've done for my family and he's like, Yeah, he's like, This is what brothers do, you know? He's like, Plus you're literally half as expensive as the bigger companies. <laughs> he's like, But I know you've got this. We find out he's actually working for the bad guys. And like he pulls a gun out and he's like you should have just left the 
like because they needed access to this um, tablet to be able to turn off the fire safety so mm-hmm. that the whole building would catch up because it was like such a state-of-the-art system that it would contain it on one floor but they needed to like turn that off so it could like burn the whole building well he's like brother and he's like i'm not your brother and like they fight and like he ends up getting he ends up accidentally shooting himself but you actually have like this opposite because they talk about it and like they're sitting there and he's like yeah do you ever miss the old days like this other character and Dwayne, like the rocks character is like yeah yeah but you know if that wouldn't have happened because his wife was a surgeon and was actually the surgeon that operated on Mm. him and he's like if that wouldn't have happened i wouldn't have met my wife and i wouldn't have had my kids and they're the most important thing in the world and i couldn't imagine my life without them um and like the other guy's like yeah you'd be me and he's like what is like, i'm just kidding but like when he holds the gun he's like he's like what happens this happens my life gets ruined and you get a new start you get a family you get a brand new start and what do i have to do i work for thugs Ooh. It sounds like an origin story of like a super villain versus hero yeah yeah Yeah. interesting but that's like their their separate thing and i and i think like his is he doesn't have any hope anymore Mm -hmm. whereas like Dwayne has love he's a family has his relationships and he has hope in the future i think like and and what's funny is that the rock is the character that's missing a leg like he's the one who's actually becomes handicapped whereas this other character the only thing is he has like some scarring like, doesn't look like he's missing any limbs. Doesn't look like he's really, like, malformed. Like, he actually has more ability to do things than Dwayne's character. But, like, The Rock's character is able to move on and, like, live a life while this other character feels like he lost everything in this blast that really only scarred his neck. Because of love. Yep, because of love and this lack of hope. Yeah. Um, and I, I just thought that was, like, really interesting. And I just want to get your take on that. Yeah, no, I I think we can really play off of all three of the characters. In a way, we see uh, kind of that dynamic we've already talked about with with The Rock's character kind of being the example, I think, mm-hmm. of love, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And then we have different aspects of failure being yeah. compared to that, right? So we have the, the building owner who loves things and we see that a lot in our own society with wealth and stuff uh but then we have this new character which i don't think you said his name but Mm -hmm. his fbi friend whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, he seems he seems just in despair i think is the best word uh and i think I mean, in a way, you can't blame him because, like, obviously, when life gets hard, we a lot of the times we all go into a little bit of despair, not to the point where we join a gang of thugs and burn down a building. Right. We, we've all been in. Right. He like joins this gang of, of thugs that like in charge of like the like runs security for like the major cartels in the world. Right. Like, like he took it to an extreme, but right. I think that is uh, to bring us back as a comparison between him and the Rock even more. Where this is what happens when we turn away from love. Mm-hmm. You know, when we turn away from, like you were saying, from the hope. And so I think it's just a really cool comparison between the three of them as yeah. to what happens when we reject love as it is, is created yeah. for. 
And in a lot of ways, I think it's interesting because there's this denial from the owner of the skyscraper when it first catches on fire. He's like, has all of this faith in the building to not get destroyed. Like, the one guy's like, we need to leave. The building's on fire. And his reply is, the building's not on fire. The 96th floor is on fire. It's like, my, my like, fire system will prevent it from spreading. Mm-hmm. Like, he has this faith in himself and in the building, mm-hmm. um, which ultimately is misplaced faith. And you have, like, this lack of hope in one character. So there's almost, like, this, like, faith-hope-love thing going on. Yeah. But, like, the only one that actually has any of it, like, you have this misplaced faith, you have a lack of hope, and then you have, like, a man who actually understands love. And because of that, he has all three. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's hey. really, really neat. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of playing with, uh, we have this tower, right? Mm-hmm. But when this tower isn't built on like this foundation of mm-hmm. those three things, this faith, hope, and love, that's when it comes down. Yep. Right. There's a parable about that, and I'm blanking on it, so I'm going to stop here. But built on the foundation, s- salt and sand or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like uh, a, a house, house built, built on, on sand uh, will fall when the wind blows. Right. Yes. Uh, and when the storms come. But one built on a solid foundation. Which is faith, hope, and love. Because Mm -hmm. that is what God is. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so this one's a complete kind of paradigm shift a little bit. But this last theme, I think, is really important. Okay. So we read scripture every day as an office. And so we had. I love your office. Yeah. (laughs) This is great. Books, scripture. Yeah. Prayer. All right. So we, we read Gospel of John chapter 5 today. So Friday, we read chapter 4, and there was a part in it that um, I thought about in this movie. I'm sorry, uh, John chapter 3, we read it Thursday. That's what I meant. And obviously, John chapter 3, we know 316, which is really, really famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't uh, have a lot of scripture memorized, but I think everyone has that one. Right. Well, not everyone. Yeah. If you have any scripture memorized, right. that's going to be one of them. And so let me, let me, I guess, read the scripture pass. Well, let me first tell you what this data file is. Okay. When the building was first being built, the guy who runs it ends up getting extorted by these car- these like major cartels, like these huge gang lords. Okay. Where they were like, we're not going to, we're going to basically not let you build this building unless you pay us. Are these the same guys that are coming back after him here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, well, it's it's like the people who hire them. Great. Right? Like to do their dirty work. Yep. But so all these people, and he's like, they're like, they extort him, basically. And he wants to build a building, so he pays them. for He like gives them their extortion money. But he's like, he's like a tech guru, so he basically like runs a code, and then he has all of their bank accounts and all of their names. Yes. And it's insurance policies, this data file to where, like, if anything ever, if he ever ended up dying, it would automatically be sent out to all of, like, the police and, like, NATO and, like, everyone in the world to, like, be able to, like, get him. Like, nice. to, like, basically bust all of these, these criminals. Typical, like, D&D rogue mm-hmm. kind of move. Yeah. I love it. But the issue is if they get the data file, they can destroy the original and then, like, they yeah. could kill him and nothing would happen. Right. And so the whole point, like, everything these evil people do is to try to, like, stay in the dark. Like, they don't want to come to the light. Oh, okay. So you know where I'm going? Yeah. Bef- so, before you j- jump into this, though, this is kind of a side point. Where do they build this? Is it, is it like, a 
It's in Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Go. So this is John 3, 19, mm-hmm. and moving on from there. Um, and this is the verdict, that the light came into the world, but people prefer, preferred darkness to light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come towards the light, so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. Hmm. And I remember thinking that passage that I like, like this, like, like truth, like this basically like big reveal of that's what this data file is. Like that's what this thing is, is a data file containing all of this stuff. And that all of this, like destroying of this building and trying to get this file and like, like destruction, like is to try to prevent that all from coming to light, mm-hmm. prevent like this criminal activity from coming to light that they cling to the darkness. Right. And what I think is really interesting is that the owner of the building doesn't like he has it, but it's insurance policy Mm -hmm. because he accepted the bribe. So even he kind of wants it to stay in the dark. Right. Like he didn't, he didn't like immediately release this information because let's be honest, like that's the big plot hole. I think in the movie Mm-hmm. It's he's like, oh yeah, this is my insurance policy. Well, you know what's a better insurance policy? All of those people being in prison mm-hmm. or being on the run because you like turned them over immediately. If they don't come back and kill you, but yeah. Yeah, right. Which I think is what his fear was. Right. But you know what I mean? Like that was like, not like a huge plot hole because you're right. They would have tried to come kill him, but. That could point, have been an interesting story though too. Yeah. But what I mean is that like, there was this like fear of the light. Like, yeah. That, like, that was the thing, is that there was this evil that they wanted to keep in the dark. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is where you're going, but going off of the trailer, because that's mm-hmm. all I've seen, mm-hmm. the trailer itself seems to take place almost entirely at night, too. Mm-hmm. So not only do we have this figurative darkness, but this whole story literally takes place in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does. Yeah. So... I'm curious, is there some kind of, um, after all this happens, is there like a last scene where the sun's coming up or something and he's with his family or anything? Really, the last scene is sort of showing the building. Okay. Um, they, they are able to put out the fire. Okay. But going off of that, yes, yes, missed opportunity, but there is a tower, but it's on fire. And so it's like big beacon of light and everyone's like congregating to it. And that's the thing at the end is like, he doesn't say he's going to like turn everything over like his insurance policy or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does say like, I'll rebuild. Right. right. Um, and it's like them kind of like flying off or whatever. Um, but I, I really think that there is this like, like, and it's almost like, and hear me out. It's going to sound a little weird, but it's almost Christ-like in that through this like destruction or like through this death, light and life is brought in. Yeah. To where like, yeah, it's this building. One of the paradoxes of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Where this building is getting destroyed by fire, but everyone's getting brought to the light and everyone's seeing it on the news and everyone's seeing it. And basically the Rock's character becomes like super famous because of it. Mm -hmm. But that if he were to turn it over, he could point like that this, that in their effort to destroy the building and like ruin, like 
keep everything in the dark, it could have like brought everything and it was this big beacon that brought everyone to like want to know what happened. And if the names get released after the end of the movie, then like everything was brought to the light through like their efforts to destroy. Right. That was like this big actual beacon of light because it was this huge building on fire. Yeah. And this, someone said this to me a couple weeks ago. I don't remember who it was, but it's the whole idea that what is darkness? Mm-hmm. It's not the opposite of light it's the absence of light Mm -hmm. and i think you and i have talked about that before i think so and so if we think about it how do we overpower darkness Mm -hmm. well it's the more that we allow light to take the place darkness can't be there right Right. because it's the absence of light and so the more that we embrace this love like the rock Mm -hmm. did like we talked about earlier because god is love the more that love, that light is able to shine through and kind of overcome the darkness like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously, uh, John three nineteen is prefaced with 16 through 18, which is talking about like the sacrifice of the sun. Right. But yeah, I, I think that, that that, and that ends up being in, in, in John four, um, where we have to worship God in spirit and truth. And there's this like, bringing to the light has this truth to it and and so that's like my my i think my big takeaway from the movie was like that very end scene mm-hmm. um and just like the the different characters that you know you want to talk about like what everyone loved like the main bad guy loved the darkness like he wanted to stay in the dark you look like you have something oh i just thought of something when you said his, one of his last lines was, I will rebuild or something like mm-hmm. that. Meanwhile, we're talking about the light coming to fruition. Have you seen The Passion? The movie The Passion? Mm-hmm. So I was just watching the scene where Jesus falls and he's talking to his mother, Mary, and the line that he says there is, Mother, I make all things new. Mm-hmm. And so even in this dark time, he's saying, I make everything new again. And... and you're mm-hmm. talking about in that light, mm-hmm. this man's realizing, you know, the building isn't isn't everything. We can rebuild. Yeah. And, and we can make new come yep. from that. And so I, I just wanted to draw that back. Yeah, no, and, and, and I, I actually kind of wanted to point that out too. Yeah, great. Um, is that at the very end, like, it talks about, like, how all he cared about was the building, but at the very end he's kind of like, oh, we can rebuild that. Like, we can rebuild the building. Um, and, that, yeah, there's this newness. But... So this this week, I would actually challenge y'all to, like, embrace love. Specifically, I mean, if you're Catholic, in the sacrament of confession, mm. in repentance, and, like, willing to, like, actually take a moment to look at the darkness in your life and allow Christ to shine his light in that darkness. And to make it new. Mm-hmm. And to make it new. And so... That, that's my thing is to is for you guys to really take this opportunity to recognize that that God's mercy and love is for the taking and it's what's important and to allow us to come from the dark into the light awesome cool oh, that sounds uh, really good any shout outs I mean besides Cody <laughs> I do actually I want to shout out some of our top listeners oh sweet this week so first off I want to shout out Diana Cordero, friend of ours from kind of like South Houston area. 
and also our friend Davis Penrod. So mm. you guys were our top two listeners this week, and honestly, y'all just listened to a ton of episodes. So thanks for being a huge part of why we were able to break that record this month. So you guys are great, and please, please, please keep being our friends and keep listening. Yeah, I want to shout out. Uh, I don't, I don't, because I don't think we did last time um that but that bianca who messaged us on twitter oh yeah um she was giving us some ideas uh, and just giving us some encouragement so yeah. uh, and then she gave us like someone else that we might be able to check out maybe on a collaboration so um thank you uh bianca like you rock and shout out to you so. yeah thank you so much for the feedback we always love feedback so with that, I do want to encourage you guys to please, please, please keep reaching out to us. If you have stuff that you want us to do, we are working on it. Just let us know. Keep following us on social media. You hear it every week, so I'm not going to keep telling you. But if there's anyone in your life that you think might benefit from hearing this show, please let them know. Uh, it's free for a reason. So we want you guys to be able to share it with anyone that you can. So right. let your friends know. Let your family know. We really appreciate you guys. And with that, we are praying for you. Please keep praying for us. And YouTube is coming very soon, I promise. Please be patient with us. So with that, thanks for joining us in the adventure, guys. We'll see you again soon. God bless. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. The shadows betray you because they belong to me.